0: ready ready for this ready for the day the podcast changes forever yes This is that a shambles, is a, absolute is, shambles. We could see it coming. Alpine could see it coming. What is going on? Lando Norris leads the British Roll Prix. Strong Max Verstappen and Oscar Piastri.
1: You can hear the roars.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, racing enthusiasts from around the world, welcome back to another thrilling episode of Not On This Occasion. I'm your host, Noel. And as always, I'm joined by the incredibly insightful and passionate co-host who keeps the F1 fire burning bright none other than the one and only Delaney.
1: It does not say that. I'm
0: not (laughs) fucking with you. That's paragraph one. Keep going. Delaney brings a wealth of knowledge and unwavering love for F for Formula One that's truly infectious. Her keen eye for detail and her knack for breaking down complex racing strategies into easily digestible insights make her an indispensable part of our podcast team.
1: Wow.
0: That's only the second paragraph. Oh, my
1: God. I'm, like, blushing. Whether it's
0: it's deciphering the latest team dynamics, analyzing jaw-dropping overtakes, or delving into strategic chess matches that unfold on on track, Delaney's commentary is like a high-octane fuel injection for our F1 fandom. But it's not just her expertise that sets her apart. Her genuine enthusiasm and charismatic charm make every discussion a thrilling ride for both diehard fans and newcomers to the world of motorsport.
1: I feel like I could run through a fucking wall right now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what? So fasten your seatbelts and get ready for the exhilarating journey through the twists and turns of the Formula One universe. Without further ado, let's rev up those engines and dive into another episode of Not On This Occasions with your hosts, Noel and the incredible Delaney.
1: Whoa. You can read that again.
0: You can read me all
1: that. I think my favorite part is... Um, I think you have to introduce me always now as I'm joined by the incredibly insightful and passionate <laughs> co-host who keeps the F1 fire burning bright. <laughs> none other than the one and only Delaney. <laughs> like that, the F1 fire burning bright, I think, is my favorite line out of this whole thing. I'm crying. That was great. Well, welcome, everyone. This episode is sponsored by Jet, GPT, and also Rockstar Energy. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. To
0: Not on This Occasion.
1: The summer break edition.
0: <laughs> this is the first sprint episode in a long time. This is probably a long-awaited episode, maybe one that we've kind of talked about, maybe doing.
1: Yeah, I think we've we've hinted at it for a while. I mean, it's one that like has been brewing. I've had a few <laughs> rants about it. I've had a few. I've had a few thoughts and opinions. Noel has even had his own thoughts and opinions. Which, how dare he? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: exactly how. In this day
1: and age of Barbie and and Taylor Swift touring, how dare you?
0: Sorry. Sorry, (laughs) folks. Today, yes, it's finally top five hottest F1 drivers. Yep, here it
1: is.
0: (laughs) No, today we're talking about, I mean, it's basically just the general women in motorsports episode. Yeah. It's kind of targeted towards the current developments, Mm -hmm. F1 Academy and the predecessor, the W Series. But I think it's gonna end up being like a overarching, you know, everything kind of
1: current women in motorsports. We may in the future have like a history of women in motorsports, but like that's a whole separate. This this episode would be like two hours long if we did that. So we're just doing current women in motorsports as of 2000s to now, I guess, pretty much. Yeah, we're basically talking about like you know two thousand tens and stuff. But yeah, we're gonna be talking, you know, mostly about the Formula Series. Of women in motorsports, but we're going to be touching a little bit, too, on, you know, the American series as well. A little bit of NASCAR, a little bit of IndyCar. Going over some, you know, controversial topics. Going over what's good, what's bad, what could what can they do better. You know, all women are bad drivers.
0: Starting off, though, yeah. we're going to talk about the latest controversy.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: In the women motorsports world. We didn't talk about this for Hungary or the Belgium episode because saving it for this one. I'm sure you guys might be aware. Danica Patrick, former IndyCar and NASCAR driver. She's been uh, on Sky Sports F1 broadcast pretty frequently. And she was at Hungary in Hungary.
1: <laughs> I'm Hungry.
0: Hi, Hungry. I'm Noel.
1: <laughs> the fantabulous Noel.
0: <laughs> she had some controversial words Ooh. about women in motorsports that she spouted at Hungary. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's not as controversial as people are making it out to be right. The fir- the second part of it is not the best, but I'm going to read the whole thing for you guys here. Yes. And then we're going to discuss it or Delaney will discuss it.
1: <laughs> Get a live, live woman live reaction, de-
0: the live Delaney reaction.
1: Yep. Cause I kind of forgot what she said.
0: So, I'd like to preface this, though, by telling you guys that she said this on the F1 Junior broadcast.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. We, fucking we didn't kids. even talk about that one. All
0: right. So I'm going to read the whole thing for you all today. So I guess the question from the F1 Junior was, would she like to see a woman compete in F1? That was the question. Right. That's at least what WTF1 says the question was.
1: I think it's a valid question for a junior broadcast to ask, you know?
0: And here's Danica Patrick's answer. As I've always said in my whole career, it takes a hundred guys to come through to find a good one. And then it takes a hundred girls. That takes a long time to find a good one, right? It's just the odds are not in favor of there always being one or being many of them. That was like the first, that was the first part about the, like, it takes a hundred. And at the end of the day, I think that's the, I think the nature of the sport is masculine. It's aggressive. You have to, you know, handle the car. Not only just the car because that's skill, but the mindset that it takes to be really good is something that's not normal in a feminine mind, a female mind. You have to be like, for me, I know if someone tries to bow up to make it difficult on me, I would go into like an aggressive kill mode, right? You just wanna go after them and that's just not a natural feminine thought. I say that because I've asked my friends about it and they're like, yeah, that's not how I think. And that's basically her quote. Wow. Now I have more to say on Danica Patrick, just from like a factual, like historical perspective, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like we should probably say your thoughts I'm before going here. into that. So
1: I'm stewing. Wow, that was a lot. I like <laughs> completely forgot that. That's all. She, that's all she said. So let's start with the first thing. So the first thing, yes, she's very true. We've always known this about motorsports. Knows about pretty much any professional sport, but motorsports especially, like when you think about Formula One and you only consume Formula One and stuff, you're like, oh my God, like there's so many drivers, there's 20 of them. But like when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like if you look at all of the series across the entire world, there's so many drivers that want to have a Formula One seat, but only 20 of them every year can get that. And that's just from a man side. There's also a bunch of women that want to try to get a seat too. So it's like, that's where I agree with her where it's like, you know, a hundred men, you need to like go through a hundred men and like only one of them would be really good. Same thing with women. It's like how they talk about like the odds of becoming like an NFL player, like 1% or something stupid, like yeah, all that shit. So that's nothing new.
0: Yeah. Before we jump into the, yeah. the second part. Cause that's the big one, obviously. Yeah, that's like, I don't really even think the first part, maybe I'm, I don't even think the first part is really, like, news or even that, like, controversial. No, it's Like, not. there's been...
1: That's fact. That's, I mean, there's been,
0: like, what, like, 40, 60 different F2 drivers since 2020, and, like, yeah. three of them have made it into F1. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Like, yeah. just on the grounds of, like, any driver. like
1: Regardless if you're a man or a woman, picking any driver. Picking
0: one driver at the beginning of their karting career there's like, gotta be like a not 0.1% that they're going to make it to F one. Like, so I think that is, it's true. Like it is true related to like, yeah, but I don't think it's that controversial.
1: No, it's not that controversial. And I mean, there's like a deeper dive. You can go into it of like men versus women coming up into the sport of like what, what is given easier to men quote unquote versus women, like all that kind of shit. Like, That's a whole separate argument. That's not what she's touching on. She's just touching on the fact that like, it's really hard to get into motorsports, period. Regardless if you're a man or a woman, it's extremely hard to get into Formula One, period, type of thing. The second part though, I think is interesting because it sounds a lot like something a man would say. So her saying that racing a car is a masculine thing coming from a woman is a very intricate thing of feminism that I don't have the correct term for because I can't remember what it is, but it's basically like that, that is misogyny straight up. I mean, calling a sport masculine versus feminine is here's the thing. I don't, I think because she was a part of motorsports when like motorsports was very very male dominant like very male dominant I mean when what what was her like her peak year would you say
0: 2004 to 2009 was her like peak IndyCar year her IndyCar career basically
1: so a lot of a lot of people and a lot of like really big up people are saying that we're in a second wave of feminism, like a feminist movement right now. And like, when you think back to like 2004 to 2009, like the, like the late two thousands, like that was like peak, like anti-feminism basically. When you think about it, I mean, it's just like, so she was surrounded by men and she was surrounded by a culture that was squishing feminism. And like, don't get me wrong, like I grew up rejecting femininity and I grew up being like, I don't like pink, I don't like that, and like tried to be like super tomboy. And I know girls to this day that are like that. And so she probably grew up around like that, which is why she got into motorsports. So she grew up in that mindset of like, nope, no, I like, cannot be feminine at all while racing a car. Like I have to be masculine, I have to be strong, I have to be tough, I have to be in that quote unquote kill mode at all times. And for her to be like, every time I talk to my friends about this and they'll say, oh no, I never think about that that's a fucking lie. As a woman myself, I can speak on behalf of myself and like majority of women, we all get fucking mad and we all have that quote unquote kill drive. We I all have attest,
0: it. I can attest, I feel like- We all could it. probably kill somebody one day.
1: Yeah, like women, I feel like more than men. Like people always talk about like feminine rage and like woman anger is like 10 times scarier than men when you really get down to it, like if any, if anybody listening has ever lived with a woman, whether it's their mom, their sister, their aunt, their grandmother, whoever, and if you've ever seen them genuinely really mad, like actually mad towards you, towards something, it's a force to be reckoned with. So for her to say that, that was where I was like, what the fuck? Like the whole masculine thing, I was like, sure. Okay, that's just like, where she came up in the sport, probably how she was grown up, whatever. That's like her own mindset. I'm not like, if she thinks that way, she she thinks that way. That's not fucking, you know, you shouldn't put a blanket statement like that because a girl can wear makeup and be pretty and be feminine and also race a car really fucking well. One is not mutually exclusive to the other. You don't need to be super masculine, super burly. You don't need to be like this like tomboy to race cars. The part that really got me was the whole like I ask all my friends and like none of them feel the same way. Like none of them have that like drive to like be good at that or like be basically be strong enough to drive a car. Cause she was also saying stuff like you have to really handle the car. And it's like, I mean, yeah, they call it a cockpit for a reason. So for sure. Yeah. You have to be more of like a tough, like get into it and you can't be timid, but it's also like any girl that you see now in a, in a motorsport series didn't just like, oh, I'm just going to start driving a car. And then all of a sudden became like joined IndyCar, joined from like F1 Academy. They've been doing it since they were kids. So they grew up knowing how to do it. So they know how to fucking drive a car. They know how to be aggressive on the track. But then once they're off the track, they can still be feminine. They can still, you know, do things like that. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, it pisses me off. Cause that's like, A lot of the, that's a lot of the men's argument towards like women in motorsports, which is like, oh, you can't like, don't break a nail. Oh, like, oh my gosh, you can't wear your heels in there. Like, don't do that. Like you can do both. You can be both. Nobody says you can't be both. But she's basically saying that she's saying like women don't succeed in motorsports because they try to be both. She's saying you have to be one way. You can't be the other. And that's where I feel like the controversy is coming from. Service level is not super controversial. It's like whatever, but like when you get down into it, that's where the controversy is coming from, is that she's basically saying, blanket statement, all women in motorsports have to basically act like a man to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much all I have to say about the comment. I mean, it's not really like I don't really want to give her much more. I've never really been a huge fan of Danica Patrick. I feel like she's she has done a lot at the time for women in motorsports, but I never Feel like she's ever been like what you call like a girl's girl. She's never been one to like super support like yeah women in motorsports. Like the most the best representation I have of a girl's girl in motorsports is fuck is Susie Wolf. Like she is a girl's yeah, girl. Yeah. Like she's one to be like I'm gonna support these girls. Like let me like help them up.
0: Yeah, that kind of translates really well into my. Sort of talk about Danica Patrick. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of F1 people actually really even know who she is, besides the fact that she yeah. raced, you know? I, I, her comments are, I think, kind of bleak almost. Like they're not, they don't really even like highlight what exists now.
1: Yeah. They don't.
0: Uh, all the, all this on the fucking kids broadcast, by the way. I, I know. But- <laughs> that's the
1: other thing. It's like, She was fucking saying this in front of a child. It's just
0: not an, it's just like, not the time or place. Like like if she said this on like a podcast. Sure. It's like a, that's like, it's like a genuine answer, whether it's like good or not. It's like her genuine answer. answer. Sure. But the kids broadcast is just ridiculous to me, but I think I'm not. Danica Patrick is one of the few people in this world that, I could totally understand her having a very bleak and very kind of negative feeling about the women in motorsports structure because she's basically a failed like product of American women in motorsports efforts. Yeah. Because, first of all, Danica Patrick isn't saying that like women can't do it, like can't drive. Right. Because she would never say that because. Danica Patrick is an IndyCar winner. Yep. She very nearly won the Indy 500 in her first ever attempt.
1: Right. So... She's a great driver. She can't
0: say that they can't do it. Right. I don't think that's what she's trying to say, but very weird way, you know. But Danica Patrick, I... This was in 2005 when her career started. So I was fucking five. So I don't (laughs) actually like really remember this, but through my research, she did not come up into IndyCar as like a spokesperson for women in motorsports. Yeah. She came up basically just like any other driver, kind of like any woman before her, but she got a full time ride. For Ray Hall, Letterman-Lanigan, ironic because we talked about that. <laughs> we but, talked
1: about those so much. <laughs> but um,
0: she, like I said, she very nearly won the Indy 500 in her first attempt. She was so close. Yep. And she did very good in her IndyCar career up to 2011. She never finished outside the top 10 in points. Yeah. Besides her first ever season. In her first ever season, she finished 12th in points. She finished 5th in 20, 2009.
1: I mean... Most of the men that go in IndyCar for the first time I think she can't say that. Like
0: she beat her teammates most of the time. Like her team, Andretti, she left Ray Hall after two thousand six. Okay. She beat I think most of her teammates. And she had some great fucking teammates when she was at Andretti. Right. Ryan Hunter Ray, Tony Kanan, they've been champions of IndyCar. Yeah, and she beat them in those years. So she the pro- she
1: really proved herself. So she with was her early years.
0: Up against, she could stack up against them. Yeah, but IndyCar is not the American motorsport.
1: Mm-mm. That's
0: not where you go when you want to be a huge motorsport driver in America. Yep, you got to go to NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And she got this GoDaddy sponsorship, and they wanted her to go to NASCAR. The jump. From IndyCar to NASCAR is not easy in As this know. modern world. Yeah. Like you spend your whole life training up to be a respective driver of your series. Yeah. The NASCAR drivers of today spend their whole life up to that point in late models, ARCA, all that. And that's the same for IndyCar.
1: Plus, you have to think about single seater versus. Yeah. Like cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, too, like that's the other thing.
0: She went to NASCAR, she ran one, she ran two part-time seasons in the Xfinity series in 2010 and 2011. She was in IndyCar for both those years as well. Full-time in IndyCar, part-time in NASCAR, and then- Hustlin'. Ran the full 2012 season in Xfinity and part-time in the Cup series in 2012. Right. And then she was full-time in cup for the rest of her career.
1: So it was like a slow transition.
0: Yeah, but it's way too way too fast. Yeah. For any she didn't she didn't even finish in the top five for any of the races in the Xfinity series in 2012. Okay. For any other driver, they never would have been called to Cup. Yeah. But the sponsor wanted her in Cup. So they threw her into Cup in 2013. And it's kind of like that thing where like they threw off the boat and saw if she could swim Mm -hmm. and coming from IndyCar, it just never happened. Right. So her career is largely known as basically being a flop, being a bust kind of.
1: Which is so sad because she did so well in IndyCar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the wide majority of people know her as that. And IndyCar... And NASCAR kind of let her be the spokesperson of women in motorsports and did not focus on any more. So it kind of got this reputation that like, oh, like this is how all of them are. And so after Danica Patrick left, there was basically a void after that. Yeah. It basically, I think it actually set them back. Yeah. Basically to the beginning because they put all their eggs in Danica Patrick basket then they made her do something that barely anyone has ever done mm-hmm. and go from IndyCar to NASCAR, being the failed spokesperson, basically. I don't think it's her fault, really.
1: She may not even being have been f- wanted wanted yeah. to be the face of woman in motorsports, too.
0: Whether she wanted it or not has given her sort of like maybe a more cynical
1: like a chip on type her of
0: view on it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And then basically. Became a laughing stock almost in oh, the mass yeah. car scene. So, which has now which s- basically
1: ruined it for still every Still to other this woman. day,
0: yeah, is like kind of yeah. like that. So I think.
1: Isn't there, there is a woman. She might be in the truck series.
0: Yeah, Haley Deegan is in the truck series. Yeah. And,
1: and she gets fucking like ripped into on fucking social media.
0: But I think that's kind of the Danica Patrick thing you know yeah i I hope that all made sense. no
1: that 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 helps gives like insight of just like her backstory because i remember growing up and like watching nascar and like as a as a little girl like any any marginalized group looks at sports or they look at movies or they look at tv and they think they try to find representations of themselves which is like the big huge argument that women are Yelling about in motorsports right now, which is just representation, representation, representation. Like it's just the biggest thing that will help boost that side of the sport because it's like when women see themselves in something that they love or something that they aspire to, then they'll be more willing to go do it. So growing up, I remember like watching NASCAR and stuff and like hearing about Danica Patrick and being like, oh my God, that's so cool that there's a woman in motorsports. But then like hearing like the oh, but she sucks. Or, oh, well, she's a woman and she can't fucking drive. It's like, da, 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 da. Like all, like just all the belittling and just, I'm sure absolutely horrid things that some people have said about her. And like, this was the time before crazy social media like we have today. So like, I can't even imagine like, cause like, like you said, like Haley Deegan, she's getting fucking absolutely torn apart in, on Instagram and shit. Like, just for like simple shit. Like if she crashes or if her car has a malfunction, like I think I just saw a video the other day of her car, like almost catching on fire and they pulled her out of it. And like in the comments, guys were like, this is why women shouldn't drive. I'm like, not even her fucking fault. It was the fucking car. You fucking idiot. Like what? (laughs) Like, it's just so stupid. And so I think that's like, that brings really good perspective on Danica Patrick, but that shouldn't fully excuse her for still thinking that way because she's now out of that. She's out of, that mindset, but I I don't blame her because she was also just surrounded by men. I'm sure she did barely. If she did, I might be wrong. I'm sure she didn't have any women on her team that had the same exact experience as her that was able to back her up like that, which is why I think the W series and F1 Academy is so different than her experience because the W series and F1 Academy is run by women who have had similar experiences to the women that are racing right now. Yeah. Which is also a really huge thing. Because like Danica Patrick probably felt so alone because she didn't have another single woman around her to be like, I went through the same thing. I also rode an IndyCar. Here are my experiences. You're validated. She didn't. She had a bunch of men telling her what to do. There we go. That's a Danica Patrick thing. <laughs> that was no <just, laughs> Noel's yeah. like Noel's just like letting me go off on my tangents. <laughs> He's just like letting me go. But I mean, it's like we've been hinting. Like I know we said at the beginning that we've been hinting towards this episode, and it's like it's not meant to be like a super preachy. Like you know. This, woman is, thing, this is but like this is, podcast, this is our, our podcast, thoughts, so. our thoughts. And like, I, you know, half of this podcast is a woman. So like, you're going to get my opinions on it and my thoughts. So, and I'm not, never once have I driven like a race car thing. I think Noel has way more experience than I do as someone who is, who lives as a woman every single day. It's just like this experiences are very similar and I can just kind of like put myself in their shoes and be like, here's how I would feel as a woman in their, in their, position so
0: moving on now to the more i think positive future or at least momentum building future yes i'd call it there are genuine things now in place that did not exist even four years ago five years ago yep for women in motorsports which i think is important because it's it's more difficult to get women into the series so Yep. I think it's important that something is there to even make it like a little bit easier for the rest of the episode. We're going to be talking about <laughs> W Series and F1 Academy. These are the specifically four women feeder series. Yeah. that exists now in F1.
1: W Series wasn't on I don't think the W
0: Series was technically on the leader ladder system but the F1 Academy is. That was the that was the the point. And I think the first thing I think I want to say is that just because I don't know where this is going to come up, like later, yeah. so I want to get first because I think the most common critique you see related to like W Series or even like Peretta Autosport from IndyCar a few years ago, uh-huh. which was a team like designed to hire women, yeah, drivers and crew people, is that you'll always see. These fuckers on Twitter, they're like, oh well, I think people should get the drives because of their talent and not because of what blah 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 they yeah. are. And listen, like in a perfect world, yes, everybody gets the drive because of their their talent or whatever, right? Yeah. But pay drivers, your son, all these, there's so many things in motorsports that people get rides for other reasons. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Yeah. You know? And sometimes There are F1 teams in the past that only hired French drivers or are only looking... Mercedes only hired German drivers for their first years in 2010. Yeah. So there's plenty of... There's plenty of similar circumstances where F1 teams are only exclusively hiring...
1: A specific ...certain
0: groups of people. So that's just not a good criticism. It's not a good argument. It's just because you don't want to say... It's because you're thinking... Oh, I just don't want women to be in IndyCar, yeah. then. But don't want to say that. Yeah, that's what the way I see yeah. it. Yeah, it's
1: just, it's just, it's just men don't want to see women in a male-dominated area. And for people that say like, oh, they should be judged on their talent. Well, the people that are judging them are people like you that don't <laughs> want to see women in there, so they purposely exclude them, or they purposely shut them out, or they purposely put men who are actually less talented than some of those women and put them ahead of them. I I said it there, I said it. But I mean it's it's not about talent. It's 100 percent about gender. And that is the sad part. And And
0: racing's not about talent. And racing is not
1: about talent. You can like Noel said, you can literally buy your way into a seat.
0: Nicholas Latifi got three years.
1: Three years (laughs) at the pinnacle of motorsports and love you look TV, but sucked
0: There are plenty of worse F one drivers than Nicholas Latifi, but like still, like, you know. You
1: know what I mean? So it's just it's motorsports has always been the rich white man sport. And and that's how it's always been. And this generation, this day and age, is trying to break that. By creating things like the W series, like F One Academy, they're trying to break that stigma. They're trying to push a wedge into there to then let more women into the future. So that it's not about oh let's change everything and let's you know you have to include women no it's about creating space and when you quite when you think about it from the grand scheme of things f1 academy and w series and peretta autosports have created the smallest amount of space that they could when you quite think about it but it's their space yeah so fucking give it to them okay just let them have it okay they deserve to be there more than probably half of the fucking people there so just fuck off and sit down Anyways, so W series. All right, I yeah. So let's me. talk about
0: W series first. Got some just w. brief history, pros cons, and then I got to pull up the. Then we'll talk about w- how we thought W series kind of went. You yes. Know? Yes. So W series was started in 2019. Uh, there were a couple different PC. kind of funders for it. Pre COVID. Pre COVID, yes. PC, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was self funded, basically. They didn't really have any sponsors. I don't know who all the investors were, but like David Coulthard was one of them. Yeah. Um, it lasted for three seasons. There was no season in 2020 because of COVID. Yep. Uh, it wasn't officially connected to F1 or the FIA, uh, it was its own series. It was a Formula Three series, yeah, which so for those of you who don't know, this could be a whole fucking episode honestly like that the the the, the, mon- the moniker of F3 is a series but it's also like a rule set. Yeah. So like there are a there are a lot of series that are called Formula 3. Yep. There's like a regional Euro regional Formula 3. Yeah, There's a lot of different types. And then there's like the official Formula 3 series. Right. So when I say it's an F3 series, it ran to like F3 rules and had those types of cars. Yeah. And you know, it ended prematurely last year in 2022. Um, I think it kind of didn't have any sponsors really. Yeah. It was just kind of ran out of money. Money. Yeah. Um, and so I think there were two or three races left in the 2022 season, but... They call it early. Yeah, Jamie Chadwick won all three championships.
1: Cause she's a boss. I saw her in person. Breathe the same air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not not to be like more of like a negative Nancy, but like this is also an argument of like women in sports. It's like with like the WNBA and like you know. Just everything with like a W or like women, this, yeah. women, that. I think it's just like the W series, I think, in the back of my head when I first heard about it, was kind of bound to fail eventually, I think, just because it was not set up very well, which we're going to get into that about the cons. Um, but I just think the name itself I did not <laughs> like. I did not like the I love F1 Academy way more. <laughs> I think that name is like way cooler and like yeah. less associated with like, we're women and we're here. Like, it's like, it's, it's less. Yeah. Demoralizing if that's the right word, you know? So that's right. my only other comment, but yeah, no, got it. So all right
0: f- for the pros that I had for the W series, at least some of them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it recognized women drivers because before this, you really only heard about him. Like, I mean, for me, I only heard about women drivers when they, would make a one-off start in the NASCAR Xfinity series. Yeah. Like Catherine Legg or I think Haley Deegan was on the roadmap at this point. Yeah. But like you just wouldn't hear about them a lot. Yeah. So it recognized that hey they're there.
1: Yeah. And as we talked about in our TikTok in our uh I think it was our IndyCar TikTok that we put out. I think there was only 12 Women IndyCar drivers previously. Yeah, too. there's only
0: been there's only been like nine, like nine, twelve seems right. Twelve in
1: IndyCar. Not, I think there's only been like four in Formula One since Formula One started.
0: Oh yeah, it's uh.
1: And they and they were all like in the. 19th, I think it's only, 60s yeah, yeah. and seventies. So. I actually wrote
0: a paper about women in formula one that's cute for my class in like 2018 I think that's awesome I think it sucked but that's so cute though but but there um, was only
1: four right yeah it's I
0: think it's probably only like four that ever actually made the races there's I think there's more but they never like they didn't qualify or something four to six I think actually made and that was before I met Delaney just in case you are all (laughs) curious about that when I wrote that paper. Hell yeah,
1: Noel's Didn't a even know.
0: So uh it recognized women drivers, yes. created the conversation that kind of wasn't there, at least kickstarted it, I think. Yeah. And also it was successful in a way of getting women into motorsports yeah. that were not the W series. Jamie Chadwick is in Indie Lights now. Yep. And a bunch of the other, a lot of the other. W series drivers are kind of in like sports car type racing yeah. and some of them have moved on to F one Academy. It didn't necessarily succeed in getting a woman into like proper F three or F two. Right. But it really only lasted for three seasons. So yeah, I think you know.
1: they, I think they planned on it, you know, going on for years and years and then it eventually helping women get into those, the, the lower series, which then yeah. would hopefully eventually get them up into formula one. But as we said, it's like, Every one in a hundred fucking people, you know, do that. So
0: So some of the cons that I have, kind of like what Delaney said earlier, people kind of viewed this series or thought that the trajectory of the series was going to be like F1's version of the WNBA. Like this is, like if you want to be a women Grand Prix driver, like you end up in the W series and not moving on to like F1. I didn't necessarily think that, but I didn't want it to become that sort of. Mm-hmm. I guess my criticism would be like, you guys have to be on top of it and not let it become that. right. you know,
1: it was very premature to like say, yeah, it would become that. but like, yes, I remember hearing about it and I remember being like that was the biggest argument was just like, oh, this is this is just gonna it's a dead end. like it's not actually gonna help women move up into the series because it's not even connected to Formula One or the FAA. So like that's where people were like, Eh, nice try, but like it's not really gonna do much. Uh,
0: it was initially criticized by some female drivers. I think Catherine Legg in this year's Indy 500 was one of them. Yeah. I think even Susie Wolf at first was Sit. critical of this series because they felt that the funding should go towards creating a team in yeah. an already defined series, right? Would be more useful. Yeah, when the W series first. Started this, I I thought this too. Yeah, I thought like this would be more beneficial. That's that should be the goal. And funding a whole series, I mean, you got to get like twenty cars out there.
1: Yeah, and you should have enough money for for no
0: for no guarantee that they'll ever get to F three. I thought it would be more useful for the long term future. Correct. If they started in like F three and then maybe built to F two. Nowadays I, I see the benefit to this series. Yeah. But this is something that I thought, you know, back then. Twenty nineteen was a long time ago. So it was a
1: long time ago. But that furthers the argument of like, like I said, like it just that was the biggest criticism was that it, like it people weren't connecting the dots of how this was yeah. gonna get the women into Formula One.
0: One thing for me is that there were not actually any teams in the W series. Yeah. There were they, they had teams, but one of them was called Scuderia W. That's not anybody. That, that is all w, deliveries
1: were like the same. That's
0: W Series employees that have gotten together and been like, oh yeah, like we're a team. You know, yeah. it's not a real team. Like there's no, there was no.
1: Like team principal. Renault, yeah, no
0: Renault Academy driver in the W Series. There was yeah. no Ferrari, you know, anything. Yep. Uh That comes into more later in F1 Academy. We'll get back to that. It's important that I put that there though, because that is. It'll, it'll swap. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) It'll come. Uh, My last critique was that it just didn't have any funding. I guess it's not a critique. It's a con, not a critique. Yeah. It didn't have any funding funding and never really got it. Yeah. So it had, I think the W series kind of had a shelf life. It was like, it could only go on for so long. Totally. And you know, if it didn't make it, didn't make it. Yeah. So was the W series a failure? Ooh,
1: um, No, I don't think it was. I think I think, it served a purpose just like anything. I think the death of the W series really served a purpose <laughs> to birth anew, which was the F1 Academy, which I think is a leaps and bounds better, you know, um, offshoot of that. Um, it's structured a lot better. I think it helped teach the people who are organizing it what they could do better, what they could do wrong and what, you know, what they need to do for the future. Um, it definitely opened a door. It cracked that door open for the conversation of like, what should we do in this aspect? So no, I don't think it failed. I think it's purpose failed, but I don't, and the grand scheme of thing. No, I don't think it failed.
0: I don't think it was a failure either. Yeah. Basically for the same reasons. It, it was the first attempt. And I think the creation of F1 Academy is, the story of success for the W series. Yeah. I think. As it, of right now. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it de- they come up with something better. It obviously depends on how F1 Academy like goes. Yeah. But I think, I, I guess the success of both the W series and F1 Academy depend on the future and right. how it's driven. Yeah. So I don't think W series is a failure, even if it like technically. Was. Didn't. Right. You know, do yeah. what it set out to do. Yeah. But. You don't always get it right on the first shot. Yeah. It's an effort and they didn't, it didn't fizzle out and end up to be nothing. Right. Because it created F1 Academy, which is what we're talking about now.
1: Here we are. <laughs> now we're back to present day.
0: F1 Academy started this year in 2023.
1: Inaugural season.
0: It is actually connected to F1. Yes. It's not, I guess it's It's not technically an FIA series, but it's owned by Formula One management and run by the people that run F1.
1: They were very adamant about making that. Which I think known, is which was super
0: good. important. I mean it's got F1 in the name. name you which know? is
1: like you can't got really got that like, huge connection. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it's technically an F4 series. Right. So from a rules perspective. It's kind of stepped down from W series. Not sure if that really. Would make a difference in the long run. I don't know. I'd of, have to like oh, ask the see.
1: drivers. And see how that would be. But <laughs> I think it's a great name. I think it's a great step and it's it's a it's the proper step in the next direction they could have very well been like oh w series failed oh well but Mm -hmm. i think i'm sure there were a lot of you know women in the room that were had very loud voices said no we need to keep pushing forward we need to make something new we can't just let this fizzle out and die which was very important that it need to be the following season something had else had to come up because if they didn't everybody would forget about it. And it would just be one of those things that were like, you remember the W series? be like, oh yeah, that was kind of fucking stupid. So like, it, it's, it
0: would be like Danica Patrick would be like, we yeah. threw all our eggs in the basket. It didn't and work. It, and we oh, didn't do well, anything. Oh well,
1: yeah, exactly. So it's, it shows, it shows the commitment of formula one as a whole for women in motorsports, which I really appreciate. I mean, it, it really shows that they do genuinely want a space for women. And so for them to be pushed, to be like next season we know the WCU failed. Here's our next option, and it's actually better. So yeah,
0: for some of the pros that I have to the series, obviously it's connected to F1 management. It's an F1 support series. Yeah, I think that is probably the biggest thing for this series that it's like kind of held up by that. Yeah, but to me, the most important thing or the 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 biggest pro for like the long term is that the teams in F1 Academy. Are real teams. Yep. They at least have the names of, like, F2. Like, there's Carlin. There's a lot of... There's actual teams in that series. Yeah. Which, you know, provides a, like, direct connection to the latter.
1: It feels like a genuine series.
0: It's not just, like, a made-up team thing. Like, it's not just, oh, F1 Academy employees, like, run the whole series. Like, there's actual teams there. I don't know how much input the teams have, but yeah, they're at least probably still paying attention to it yeah. more than they would in the W series because they are representing themselves in that series. Yeah. Um that's to me the biggest pro. There's also going to be F1 involvement next year mm-hmm. where ten of the cars will have the liveries of F one teams, each of the F one teams.
1: Yeah, and there's 15 cars total. So five of them will have their own. Ten of them will have liveries of the F1 teams. I have mixed feelings about it. I feel like it's a cool... I'm interested to see how they do it. Yeah, like,
0: I'm, yeah I'm... It, it could be cheesy. Mix, you know? it,
1: it, it, it it's can, good in
0: principle, I yeah, think,
1: you know? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm just... I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to say it's a bad idea because I want to see how they do it first. If they do it poorly, then I'm going to be like, that's a shit <laughs> idea. But it can it can come off very cheesy and very like big brotherish if they do it yeah. the wrong way you know so i don't want them to really like mess that up um i don't know if them putting liveries of the f1 teams mean that there's f1 team support that's what i like, think like, I don't yeah, know what that that's means, what i so that's what I'm, i
0: have a note on that you know we're waiting for, for yeah. yeah so it's it's it depends how it goes <clears throat> it can't become women formula one basically right. like yeah. if it's the involvement of the F1 teams from a sponsor perspective doesn't necessarily mean anything yeah. for the future. So it, it depends how it goes, but it's at least from a recognition point, I think it'll help. Yeah. So it, it depends how it goes. We'll see. I think the current involvement of F2 and F3 teams is better than the prospect of like, a, oh, Alpha Romeo will paint this car like their F1 car. Yeah. So it, it depends how that one goes, I think, for the future. Yeah. Yeah. So for some of the cons I have, of the W series, I think the biggest one is that there's no live coverage of it right now. Yep. You can watch it on F1 TV, but it's only the highlights and it's only a couple days after the race itself happens.
1: Yeah. That is like, that was like, everybody was so hyped. Like when they announced F1 Academy and then they announced that Susie Wolf was going to be running it. Like everyone was like, fuck yeah. Like we're so excited. Where can we watch it, F1 Academy? Tell us. And they were like, we have some highlight reels for you that'll come out Wednesday after the weekend. Everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So this is this is kind of a big thing because I I too was like, I want to watch this. And if they actually had live coverage of it, we would be talking about it during the race weekend. So I'd be like, also, for our this week in motorsports, we'd be talking about F1 Academy. That would be like my thing. But it's hard to enjoy... It's hard to enjoy... A motorsport race from the highlights. Me and Will have done it before. If We've you watched the don't highlights.
0: Watch if you don't know who they are, then you can't really just watch the highlights. Yeah, and like you can, you can get by an F one if you're like a fan. Yeah, but
1: like if if you miss one race and you're like, oh should I missed it. I'm just gonna watch a 30 minute highlight. That's fine. But also, it's only a 15-minute highlight for the whole weekend.
0: And there's three races per there's weekend. It's races, 15 like, minutes for three races. We're not
1: even going to get into the structure of F1 Academy because I think we already did. And it's just, it's it's totally different than F1. So it's like, there's so much more racing going on during F1 Academy that they could cover on, but they don't. And so I have a quote from, from Formula One's head of digital technology, James Bradshaw. He said in a forum that they you know, are racing at only one location together with Formula One. Because F one Academy is a part of the Formula One sector, they are covered under that umbrella of like, okay, you're a part of our broadcasting, you're a part of like all of our rights and everything when it comes to the broadcasting channels. You're on F1 TV, all that stuff.
0: And Sky Sports are like dickheads about coverage with like F one and stuff.
1: Yeah. They so are. they
0: will not like sell F1 Academy. No. They will not sell the rights to anybody else. So if it's not there, they can't put it anywhere else, really.
1: So he basically said that they're racing together at the same location later this year, but not at every race, as we know. Um, So that actually has made the concept of streaming quite challenging on the basis that we don't have the same infrastructure that we have at the circuit and able to bring that back. So he's basically saying, like, it's really hard to not only like just record the whole race. Like if you could, if you can think about it from a standpoint of like how many people it takes to set up film, edit post, talk about just the F one broadcasting. It's a shit ton of people. And that's a whole separate thing outside of F one. Like, and there's multiples of them. It's sky sports, ESPN. All these fucking people are there from all across the world because it's a world series um from all across the world come in and all of these people have to be paid all these people have to be transported all these people have to be you know trained they have to make sure they hire the right people so I understand from a standpoint of like that's a lot of fucking work for a series that they may not even know people will each even watch and that is where the money comes from is on viewership it's from people who watch it and so for the its first year I understand the frustration of fans like me who are like i want to watch it but like they it's it's their first year they can't just be like yeah we're gonna just like start broadcasting it and throw a shit ton of money into the broadcasting if like nobody watches it then all of their fucking board of directors and their sponsors are gonna be like what the fuck why did i waste all my money on this and then they're gonna back out so i understand their timidness of wanting to do it i think how they've done it is a good middleman i'm excited to see how coda goes i want to like watch that i think that weekend i'm just gonna take the whole weekend off and just like consume all of <laughs> formula one but i think koda should be interesting we'll see how they do with that because they will they'll be at there at the same race so they'll actually have the infrastructure to to record the f1 academy so they can't really argue like oh we can't record yeah. you we don't have the infrastructure well it's all right fucking here motherfuckers you're already here might as well record us um but i i like the um i like the idea of them like really pushing on their social medias i just kind of wish that they would like you know, even if they did just, like, a smaller team and just, like, a small, like, live stream thing, like, on YouTube even. Yeah. But, like, that's, like you said, Sky Sports won't fucking sell it that's, to anybody. Like, know, that's where it's, like, that's, that's the hurdle. I think that's
0: the biggest thing is because, like, they, they have the cameras there. Like, the highlights are there. Yeah. They just can't, they can't have a separate team come in there and do it because Sky Sports are like that. Other F four and F three series get live streamed by smaller teams, but other F four and F three series aren't part of the F one.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so it's
0: it's kind of it got kind of stuck in like a bad spot.
1: It's their Achilles heel. One feel.
0: drawback, I think, yeah. of being an F one series because W series you could watch races. Here. like it was on yeah. i think cbs sports or something yeah, so
1: exactly because it
0: wasn't an f1 thing they, you know they
1: had the freedom and i think that is also another argument in just other sports tv like coverage time has become so coveted like in any network across any world like it's there's so much to consume nowadays that it's like network channels are like being very very picky about what they put on at certain times where like what days they put it on, like fuck, they're fucking playing NFL games on Thursdays nowadays because the NFL basically said, no, we're not going to stream every single Sunday game. If you all play Sunday games, cause we just don't have the fucking space.
0: Yeah. I think that's the biggest con of it right now. We'll see what happens with that in the future. <laughs> uh, the other one was that it doesn't have a plan to like get a f- woman, get a woman into F3. Yep. It's only its first season. Yep. So I'm not going to say, you know.
1: I don't see, I have never seen how, like, in my mind, this is how I'd imagine it. You join F1 Academy. It sounds like you're like your starting point, your launching pad. You're there and you have a minimum of two years. After two years, you th- then move up into F3 with whatever team. And they're, it's like a feeder team yeah. for F3. And if you're good enough and you feel in that, in that team that takes you feels as though, yeah, we want you. They'll then do that right now. It just kind of feels like a placeholder. And I, again, first season. So we don't know. We very well, like some women in that series could just be pulled up into F3 next season for all we know. But I agree with all it does. You don't, you don't see a clear path as to how they're going to get there. But I think that's anything in motorsports. There isn't really a clear path. So, But still, I think there should be a little bit more of like a here's our next step. And maybe they already have them, but they just don't really need to like, you know, broadcast that all over the world. But I don't know. Yeah, that's my that was my one biggest, you know, criticism besides the broadcasting thing. But yeah, that's one of mine, too.
0: Do you have anything else? Con any other?
1: Um, my only like con slash criticism of it would be kind of similar to like the W series is like people would argue that this could you know, go down that same path of like, this is it for women in motorsports, and they don't move up from it if they do not have that clear stepping stone of like, okay, you're gonna do this if you do this, and you get this if you do this kind of thing. Um,
0: I think it even could be more likely that that could happen because this has yeah. F one in the title.
1: Yes, so it could it it could to some women some men to some women could perceive it as like, okay, you got your thing that you wanted. Are you happy now? Like, <laughs> no. And like to some women, they're going to be like, no, like I want to keep moving up. But then it's just like, oh, but like we gave you F1, <laughs> F1's in the name. It's F1 Academy. Like you're fine. The liveries are the same. Yeah. Right? With you're
0: fine. Uh, F1, whatever that is. Yeah. You know, so that, year. that's
1: my only, that's more of a fear. That's more of like a, I really hope they don't do that. I really hope like three years from now, I'm not hearing that. Like, oh f1 academy is becoming wf1 again and like it's just the same thing as formula one but it's just women all women and like you know that's it and they don't get to race with the men because the the you know the f, f1 f is just for men when that's not the case and like lewis hamilton sebastian vettel charles leclerc even freaking you know f1 tv announcers have been saying it for years this is not a men's only sport it's never been a men's only sport women are more than happy more than women Takeable. are more than what is it women the doors the door is there for women to come through it's it's there it's just they need to get brought to that door yeah. which is the hard part so men have an easier time getting to that door to getting into f1 women don't so that is where f1 academy wf1 people like Susie Wolf, you know, all of these things to get these women there to then go into F1. Once they're there, it's up to them. It's up to their talent. It's up to their driving, you know, to get there in their sponsorship, I guess, whatever, (laughs) to get into F1. But I mean, fucking F1 drivers, I've been saying it for years. It's like, they would, you know, yeah, sure. They would love to have an F1, you know, a, a woman F1 driver with them as a teammate, competing with them, like, you know, some have said, you know, other things in the past, but it's like not as a general consensus, F1 has been a very inclusive and very open sport, especially nowadays. I mean, I think there's, you know, if you contrast it to NASCAR, for God's sakes, I mean, it's like, but I mean, that's just yeah. also very different areas of the world. And
0: my last really note about this is that is like that it the really the success of this series is dependent on what direction it goes into. Yeah. They, they market right now F1 Academy as a development feeder series. Good. So they're not saying, oh, yeah, this is Grand Prix racing for women, you know? Yeah. No. That's, so they just can't get complacent, you know, yes. on it. They can't put all their eggs in the basket and be like, this shit will just fix itself like yeah. with Danica Patrick.
1: Yeah. Be like, so are, they've got people a, are happier now, right? Like, this is what you wanted. Yeah. No.
0: They've got a got to get there they've got to keep their eye on it and they have to keep pushing forward correct because it it's sad to say but like more than likely all the drivers competing in f1 academy right now probably won't make it to f1 as like a racer but if one of them gets to f3 then that's 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 the win yeah and then once you get to f3 f2 and then F1. Right. I know everyone wants the pipe dream of just getting into F1, but there's a lot of steps, I think.
1: There's a lot. To get
0: there first that are huge wins. And I think the creation of F1 Academy is the first huge mm-hmm. win, yeah. you know?
1: And let's not knock. I mean, in the past, women have, you know, made strides towards that previous to F1 Academy. I mean, fuck. I mean, Susie Wolf. Raced for Williams as a development driver, like she was there for tests and stuff. We Alfa Romeo has a woman development driver, or not Alfa Romeo? Sorry, Aston Martin has a woman development driver. She's like there all the time at F one races. Just women are there. A lot of women have done, and they've cracked that ceiling. They've cracked cracked that glass ceiling a little bit, and they've been like, "Hey, we can do this." So now they're just trying to rally the troops to like get a good push to go through. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, I would really love to see a woman win an F3 race, win an F2 race before I see a woman get into formula one. Personally, I don't really want to see somebody fast tracked into formula one and then be like, look, we did it kind of like Danica Patrick. I would really like to see it slowly kind of bubble over and be like, not all consuming, but like to the point where it's like, okay, we're here. We're not going anywhere. We staked our claim kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that Remember, was a lot. I know that was a lot. I don't in think there, this but...
0: was really a sprint episode. No, this was
1: we did not sprint longer
0: that longer than probably hungry in Belgium combined. That was
1: a stroll <laughs> episode, a little, a little jog.
0: But yeah, that is uh that is
1: women in motorsports. Escape
0: the, the the landscape of it right now. That's
1: where we're at. So hopefully, you know, the next time we talk about it is during our weekend episodes, and it's more. Updates and more. Like, here's what's happening in F1 Academy. Here's what's happening with women in motorsports. And I know I like poke fun at, like, you know, oh, I saw a woman pit crew member. I saw a woman this. (laughs) I saw a woman that. But like, like I said, representation is very important. Having these things called out, having these things there is very important for the younger generation. Because I hope one day I'm like in my 80s and it's like Max Verstappen, but a female version, (laughs) fucking killing it. And I'd be like, I can die happy now. You know, that's all I care about. Our grandma thought the same thing, but it said they just wanted us to own houses. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> right, grandma? Right. <laughs> she knows.
0: So, yeah, um, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, check out our other platforms. There's going to be mm-hmm. more things throughout the summer break.
1: Yeah, we hope you guys are in soaking up the sun, just like all the drivers enjoying the vacation and listening you know getting your daily fix of the dutch national anthem in every sunday
0: you could still listen to it on spotify so that's what i do
1: every morning i wake up oh it's 9 a.m gotta listen to dutch national anthem.
0: <laughs> Uh so yeah thanks for listening and we will see you on the next episode whatever it ends up being yes bye-bye